0: have the privilege of hearing the director and pastor of our Transformation Center, Cheryl Kirkham. So I would love it if you guys could pop to your feet and welcome Cheryl this morning as she comes up.
1: All right, I'm really weepy this morning, so I'm just gonna tell you that right now. (laughs) Been crying a lot. Um, Gosh, it's just been so powerful already. I feel like we could just say amen and go about our way. (laughs) Just feel like sometimes we don't need words. (laughs) Uh, So thank you, Lord. So anyway, um, when I spoke in June, I spoke about aligning our bodies with heaven. If you were here, you probably remember that. It's just the ways that we could align our bodies with heaven and what God was doing with that. And today I'm gonna speak about um, aligning ourselves with heaven's sound. And what does that mean? What does heaven's sound mean when we align ourselves with heaven's sound? And it's like, what is heaven saying to you about you? What is heaven, all of heaven saying about you? Sometimes we don't dial into that to even understand what that means. But heaven, all of heaven is speaking to us. And so we need to be able to tune into that frequency, so to speak. So I'm actually gonna go over two things here and kind of tie this together. It's actually gonna be short, so you'll be really glad about that. But it's I'm gonna tie two things together um, to kind of go into some other things real quickly. So um, and two... In 2005, there was a prophecy by Bob Jones. He's a prophet. If some of you don't know some of this stuff, that's why I'm kind of speaking it out because the body of Christ here at Zion, the Zion ears probably know about this but there's a lot of people that aren't real familiar with it or don't know anything about it. So, Bob Jones is a prophet that has passed away, but he had a vision and he had a prophecy called Gulliver Prophecy. And I'm actually going to read the prophecy to you because I don't want to add to it or summarize it or take away from it. I'm going to read the prophecy and then pull some other things together for you. That's happening in the spirit realm because of what has happened in this prophecy. So just hang in there with me for a minute. So the prophecy, actually his wife, um, Bonnie, um, wrote down some of the stuff about the prophecy. She was here, I think it was a year ago, and a year ago in the summer. Um, so she came here to speak, and she's going all around releasing this prophecy over certain areas that Bob prophesied over. So it's called Gulliver Prophecy. So, while, so just kind of listen. You can kind of close your eyes if you want. Um, I, I really want you to get this in your spirit because this is what is happening in the body of Christ and what God is doing in the spirit realm. So we need to be familiar with how this is playing out. So while in a conference in Cincinnati, Ohio, Bob had a vision of a great man who in the past had fallen asleep. He was lying on his back, half covered in dirt, and his name was Gulliver. Little people from a place of little interest input had completely tied him down and he was waking up from being asleep for the past 38 years. We can also call him the body of Christ. That's us guys, the body of Christ. We've been sleeping for quite some time and God is waking us up. There's an awakening that's happening (laughs) right in our midst. There's this awakening that is happening right now. And Bob saw that the head of this very large man was in Cleveland, Ohio, in a place called Jacob's Field. The next thing Bob Bob saw was a large center pole of a tent coming out of Columbus, Ohio. This was the heart. Powerful signs and wonders will come out of Columbus, greater than we've ever seen before. That will look like a canopy over the region. Explosions of miracles and healings will be the hallmark of this city. He's talking about our city. (laughs) Whoa. Cincinnati was the place where the reproduction organs were. were. Reproducing of the kingdom will be evidenced here in priest and kingly anointing out of Cincinnati. Cincinnati. The left hand of the large man was in Philadelphia and had teaching and great love in it. The right hand extended west and came out of Indiana, Indianapolis, Indiana. It began to flex and the cords that were around it to keep it tied down were beginning to snap off like rubber bands. (laughs) The left foot was in Charlotte, North Carolina, and there was a great television with it, so they televised the gospel all around the world. The right, now remember this was in 2005 that he got this. The right foot was in Nashville, Tennessee, where great faith is beginning to rise up. The great man finally began to get up. And you feel it in the spirit, don't you? We're finally starting to get up. We're st- finally starting to wake up. It's happening. It's happening all around us in the body of Christ throughout the world. So, anyway, this great man, side note, this great man finally began to get up, breaking off all restraints and planting both of his feet in Atlanta, Georgia. Bob said God means to take Ohio, then move over to Indianapolis and up to Illinois, crossing over into the east and finally standing completely upright in Atlanta. The Lord told Bob that to take Atlanta would mean capturing the whole south. It has been 12 years since Bob brought this powerful prophecy, and now it's time for Galvar to awaken from his long, long sleep when she refers to Lynn, it's her son, they're traveling around and going to all of the places that Bob had in the vision, and they started here in Columbus, and they came last year, or yeah, last year. so they were talking about being exciting about Gulliver's travels as we release spiritual blessings throughout these strategic regions where the promises have been restrained for so long. When Gulliver's restraints are totally removed, I believe the body of Christ will then walk into the promises of God. No longer shall the body be motivated by people of little input, and they shall have all and, and all inspired by the Holy Spirit of God. That is a powerful, powerful prophecy of what is happening right now in the body of Christ. So we have to get prepared for that, and how do we do that, and what does that look like? Well, one of the things, now this is not from Lou at all, <laughs> I just want to say that, but some things that after this, actually before it and, at, and end after it, What I was really sensing and picking up in the spirit realm and hearing in the spirit realm and hearing from people that I would be in conversation with like in Sozo, that's our inner healing and deliverance ministry here, and that I would hear over and over and over and I saw the theme and the pattern. I'm like, this is what's happening in the spirit realm and people are really struggling. That's why I'm speaking it out today, because as you speak out something, then you have authority over it, and then we, can, we have clarity and understanding, because we're going we're gonna to have a comprehension of what's happening in the spirit realm. Some of you know this. Some of you don't care about it, and that's fine. Some of you know it, but some of you are confused by it. So that's the reason I'm speaking it out today. So it's for those of you that have been struggling with this. So the significance of the whole Azusa now and and Lou going there, one of the things that I really saw was that as as the body, as the head is waking up, there's a lot going on there. There's a lot going on in the spirit realm, wonderful things in the spirit realm there's also this thing about the mind being woken up you think about when you've been in a slumber or sleep and you wake up after like a long nap or something like that you know it takes you a few minutes to get engaged the mind is getting engaged right now and with the mind getting engaged also what we're seeing is like the the um, scales are being dropped from people's eyes their earplugs are coming out of their ears and they're being able to hear and their senses are all getting engaged and that's that's wonderful, that's what we want to happen in the spirit realm, But there's that awakening. But there's something else that happened with that. There was this, um, the only way that I can explain it is as, as we're coming out of the slumber and the complacency, um, there, there's a realization in the spirit realm that some people started really questioning their identity, not as in an orphan spirit. Ryan has taught on the orphan spirit. It's not about the orphan spirit, but people started questioning their identity. And this is where this might speak to you. They started questioning their purpose. How many of you as of late, I'm gonna even say clear back in the spring, but specifically since um, the summer months in July, have started questioning your identity or maybe your purpose. Or, you th- or your destiny, like you thought you had this path, and then all of a sudden you're like, I don't even know who I am. I don't even know what the heck's going on. I thought I was here, and I don't. I, do I even fit here? <laughs> do I even do I even fit? I see people raising their hands. <laughs> yes, you. <laughs> this is for you. Anyway, um, that they don't even know if they fit here, and I mean in the body of Christ, they're even they're not questioning God. Okay, I'm going to start ringing and stuff here because my head's going to move. So they're not questioning God or you're not questioning God because you love the Lord. It isn't about that. But I'm telling you, it happened in the spirit realm when the head started waking up. So it's what's going on. So um, again, that's the reason I'm just kind of bringing it out. I'm putting language to what I'm seeing and sensing in the spirit realm to bring understanding. So the other thing is, and I don't like to give any attention to the enemy, and if any of you know me very well, you know that's just a fact, (laughs) but I also know, am I on, am I on, I also know that he came knocking. (laughs) He had a response to the head starting to wake up, and he did not like it. He did not like it at all. So he came knocking. And unfortunately, because people were feeling vulnerable in the spirit and they, they're starting to question their identity, when he came knocking, they answered <laughs> and they started partnering. They're struggling, flesh, spirit, flesh, spirit, because they know not to answer, but they've answered that door a little bit and partnered a little, little bit about, I'm not good enough. I must not be good enough. I must not be smart enough. Uh, I'm not anointed to do this. I don't think I've been called when once they knew that they were. I'm talking about people that I specifically know that have been in ministry and have been born again, speaking in tongues, on fire Christians for many, many years are all of a sudden going, I don't know what my purpose is. And it's like, what in the world is going on? Well, that's what's happening in the spirit realm. This came knocking and you're starting to, when you started to question, then you started to partner a little bit. So we're going to do something with that. But I also want you to know that, well, I'll get there in a minute. So also with that came a comparison spirit. That's the only way I know to put it. It's like this spirit of comparison and competition that like the body of Christ, like people, it would be like, okay, who in here has a teaching gift? Raise your hand. (laughs) Wow. We have a lot of teachers in here. So I just bless that teaching gift in you right now in the name of Jesus and that you step into that in a new way that you no longer hold back because you've been holding back because you don't know what to do with that. Well, God has a platform, so to speak for you. And it might not be here like a platform, but he has a platform for you. And he wants you to step into that gifting that he's given you. He's made you a teacher for such a time as this. He needs your voice. He needs you to release your voice. Quit holding back. That's not what I was going to say. Okay. so the whole comparison thing, like let's say Sean. Okay, Sean, we all know. He's a teacher. He's a great teacher. But he could like, I'm not saying he does. I'm using him as an example. Like he is a great teacher. But he could look, if he was entangled in this, he could look and go, you know what, I I teach. But like I could never teach like Jim. And then Jim could go. You know, I, I'm a pretty good teacher, but I, I could never teach like Bill Johnson. I don't know what Bill says, but anyway, that's just an example of that comparison that the enemy tries to get us off track by saying, "You know what? You're not quite good. You're not quite as good as Jim." When actually Sean can, he can reach people that maybe Jim would never be able to reach, and Jim's going to reach people that maybe Bill could never re- re- he could never reach sorry, Bill. But anyway, like, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, we're all, you're uniquely made, and it's very, you're unique, and it's very specific, your call, and nobody can fulfill that call. Nobody can do it like you can do it, because God called you to do it. He called you to do it, Tim. He didn't call somebody else to do it. He called you to do it, so nobody can fulfill it but you. So that whole comparison thing, man, we just got to break that off. I look at it like we're brothers and sisters in Christ, and man, we should not compare. The world does that, but brothers and sisters in Christ should never do that. We should be each other's cheerleaders. I want to be, you know, McKinsey's best cheerleader. I want to cheer her on for everything that she has. And I want you to do the same for me, because we just want to run alongside each other and encourage each other and build each other up. This is very basic stuff, but I'm telling you, it's happened in the spirit realm, and people are getting taken down. When I see these people that I know has been in ministry for years, and they don't even know if they belong, it breaks my heart. And it's like, you know what? No. So this is the enemy's warning that we say no to that, and we say yes to God's truth. Because, see, God had a counter for that. God had a counter for that, and it's His truth. And so that's what we're going to go after. What was God's response? God's response is truth. And truth never changes. Truth, you can always count on. You can bank on it. You can depend on it because it's never going to change. So we're going to go with him and tell the enemy to get out of here. His lies cannot affect us unless we allow them. It's truth that we have to grab a hold of. What is heaven saying about you? So let's look at that. What are the prophetic words that you have had? Now, some of you may not have had prophetic words. We're going to take care of that today, by the way. But... Look at the prophetic words that you've had. Some of, some of us have had prophetic words for years and years and years. So, like, go over those prophetic words. Keep him here. Man, if the enemy's going to do this, you need to be doing something to counterattack that. So, let's just keep those words in front of us. What are your pre- prophetic words that you've had? What is he saying to you when you're in the secret place? Have conversations. My goodness. I'm just big on this because of Sozo, but it's always about what do you think about me or how do you feel about me? Just two basic things or what do you have or what's your purpose? I'm asking questions because I know it on any given day that there can be a thousand thoughts that come into my head that go, Mm-mm, that's not who you are. uh-uh, That's not what you're doing. No, nope, that's never going to happen. So we can't listen to that voice at all. We have to make a stand, and we have to know what God has said to us, what he has said to us, and what he is saying to us. So pull out, man, pull out those prophetic words. I have to tell you, and I had to repent of this, because I'm really bad about doing everything I'm just saying right now, okay? <laughs> I re- was bad about that, because I have so many prophetic words from like you know, 20 years ago that were on cassette tapes, so, and I never transcribe them, so they're on those little tapes, so you know about that. So, but, you know, get out your prophetic words and go over them. And then what about the prophetic words that we've had and we've done nothing with? Gosh, I think about this so many times. How many times have we had prophetic words and we've done nothing with them? How many times have you walked away and thought, hmm, thanks, Sean. I don't think you got it. It's coming towards you. Bam. Anyway, uh, (laughs) prophetic words that you've had that you haven't done anything about because sometimes it takes action on our part. You know, people give us prophetic words and then we just think, oh, that was nice or, oh, that was cool or whatever, but we haven't really taken any action on that. You know, we'll have people come up because our prayer ministry um, team will, you know, pray for people after service and give prophetic words and and this is not a slam or a condemnation, so do not hear it like that at all but I'm just saying, and I have actually said this to people that have come up for prayer, if there'll be people that want a fresh prophetic word, they want a fresh one, (laughs) I'm like, hmm, you know, what about the one that you had last week? What about the one you had last month? What about the one that you had last year? What happened with that? And it's not being rude, but it's like, actually, really, what have you done with that word? Because if I know that I've prayed for somebody over and over and over, and they want a fresh word, fresh word, fresh word, it's like, whoa, at some point, where God is talking to you, and he's always great about encouraging and loving, and I don't mean that at all. But it's that, that prophetic word. What are we doing with the prophetic words that we get? So, and what again, so what is the pattern in the prophetic words? Is there a pattern that you have noticed um, in your prophetic words throughout the years? What is the pattern? There generally is a pattern of some sort. And so you can pick up on that. Anything that you're hearing over and over. And then again, you know, how do we steward them? You know, Do we just hear them and then go about our day? How do we steward our prophetic words? I feel like I'm going into prophetic training now, but I do have a point to this. <laughs> oh my gosh, thank you, Lord. <laughs> so I just want you to remember that your calling is very specific, specific and unique and nobody else can fulfill that. Some of the things that you can do just to keep in tune with where you are and what God has said about you, it, it is going back on those words, um, is to listen to Jim's Reborn Identity ser- um, series. If you guys haven't heard that, listen to that. It's on the podcast, Reborn Identity, and really grab a hold of what he, has, um, what he released in that because it's powerful. And another thing is just to spend time in that secret place. Just to dial down. Like I'm saying, this is very simple, basic, 101 on one stuff. But because of what's happening in the spirit realm, I'm just kind of reviewing some things that you can do just to, to grab a hold of this. And so ask him, you know, what do you think of me? How do you feel about me? What's my purpose? What do you have to say to me? Because, see, we need to know who we are so we can be non-wavering. Too many people are wavering. There are a lot of people in this room that are wavering right now. Because they're like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what my call is. I don't know what's happening. I don't know if I'm even supposed to be here. Even don't even know if they're supposed to be in this church. And it's like, are you kidding me right now? It's like, no, those are lies from the enemy. So don't believe them. We can't afford to stay or even lean towards that, or, that orphan spirit mentality. You know, the, the world's a mess. <laughs> you know, I said this a few weeks ago. It's a mess and the world needs us. So, we can't be all wavering and act like them. We have to step in to what God has for us. So, anyway, I have some good news through all of that. I really do. I'm going to read a couple things to you. I'm going to have you close your eyes, actually. Because I just want you to get a hold of this. Mm, Thank you, Lord. Yeah. So these are a couple of things, just close your eyes and just let this sink in, a couple things about what God thinks about you, and I'm not going to give the scripture verses and all of that, I'm not going to do that. Um, It's in there, trust me. The Lord your God goes with you, and he will never leave you nor forsake you. For the day of trouble, he will keep keep me safe in his dwellings, he will hide me in his shelter. Mm -hmm. You are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble and surround me with the songs of deliverance. For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him, I will protect him, for he acknowledges my name. He will call upon me and I will answer him and I will be with him in trouble and I will deliver him and honor him. The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. (laughs) <laughs> the Lord endures forever. See, that's a promise in Psalm that he said he will fulfill his purpose in you. So he hasn't forgotten you. He knows exactly where you're at. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. The Lord is near to all who call on him, all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desires desires of those who fear him. Gosh, he fulfills our desires. He has us protected. He's full of compassion. He, he's with us in trouble. He's with us. He delights in us. The Lord delights in those who fear him, who put their hope in his unfailing love. For I am the Lord your God who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, do not fear, I will help you. (laughs) And Isaiah, you are precious and honored in my sight, and I love you. We are precious and honored in his sight, and he loves us. Even to, to your old age, Yeah, (laughs) even to your old age and gray hairs, I am he. I am he who will sustain you. I have made you and I will carry you and I will sustain you and I will rescue you. Thank you, Lord. I have you engraved, engraved in the palms of my hands. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. So if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you to go bear fruit. Those are some of the ways that um, what he thinks about you. Now I want you to keep your eyes closed because now I'm going to go over who you are in Christ. (laughs) That was just a side note. Who I am in Christ. I am God's child I am a friend of Jesus Christ. I have been justified. I am un I am united with the Lord and I am one with him in spirit. I have been bought with a price and I belong to God. I am a member of Christ's body. I have been chosen by God and adopted as his child. I have been redeemed and forgiven of all my sins. I am complete in Christ. Guys, we can't get any more than complete. I am complete in Christ. I have a direct access to the throne of grace through Jesus Christ. I am free from condemnation. I am assured that God works for my good in all circumstances. I am free from any condemnation brought against me. I I love this in Corinthians. I have been established, anointed, and sealed by God. You have been established, anointed, and sealed by God. So see, it doesn't matter what man says, you know, because sometimes we'll walk in fear. Fear will come in and we'll start believing lies or have fear of man. He says, you've been established and anointed and sealed by God. So there's no room for fear. (laughs) I am confident that God will complete the good work he started in me. I am a citizen of heaven. I am hidden with Christ in, in God. I have not been given a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. I am born of God, and the evil one cannot touch me. Do you believe that? I am born of God, and the evil one cannot touch me. I am a branch of Jesus Christ, the true vine. I have been chosen and appointed to bear fruit. I am God's temple. I am a minister of reconciliation for God. I am seated with Jesus Christ in the heavenly realms, and I love that verse. That's one of my favorites because we know we're seated with Jesus in the heavenlies and everything's under his feet, so that means everything's under our feet. Oh, my goodness. I am seated with Jesus in the heavenly realm. I am God's workmanship. I may approach God with freedom and confidence. We can approach him no matter what we're going through. We can approach him with freedom and confidence, And I can do all things through Christ who strengtheneth me. I mean, that's just a few of the things that God has to say about us. So even if you don't have prophetic words, like, or, you know, years of prophetic words or anything like that, or maybe you say, well, I can't really hear from God, and so you haven't really had clarity about what God's been saying to you, go to His Word. I mean, like, look at that. We are lacking nothing Absolutely nothing. And we've got to grab a hold of this as a body of Christ because, like I said, the world needs us. And then I'm just going to end with, um, I was talking with um, David Jonas the other day, and he actually spoke this out, and I'm going to speak it out over you because it's for the body of Christ. (laughs) He said, never doubt. This is the Lord speaking to you. Close your eyes. Never doubt who I've made you to be. I knew exactly what I was getting when I bought you. I have made a wise buy. I don't make losing transactions. (laughs) So, whoa. So, you guys, we just have to, like, we just have to believe truth. I mean, it doesn't get, this is everything. We are anointed, we're established, we're sealed in him. We lack nothing and it doesn't really whatever your circumstances is he's bigger than that you know that i mean you guys have all heard this for years and years and years and years i mean you know all of the stuff you know all of the stories but it's like grabbing a hold of the truth of who you are so if you're a teacher step into that teaching gift if you're a pastor step into that gift if you're a prophet please open your mouth we need the prophets to open their mouths that's what god's doing on earth right now he's calling you to step in that place if you're an evangelist evangelize. If you're an apostle, be an apostle. I mean, God will help you to step into those places because he is the one to set them before you. And all you have to do is say yes. <laughs> yes. And then he'll make everything else happen. You don't have to try to figure it out, but quit holding back. We have to quit holding back. So how many in, in here have not had a prophetic word before? Wow. Everybody in here has had a prophetic word? Impressive. (laughs) That's awesome. Now I'm going to ask you again. How many of you in here have not had a prophetic word? Don't be shy if you haven't. Thank you. Okay. Prophetic word in the back. Everybody's had a prophetic word? All right. We're good. Who raised her hand? Okay. We're actually going to give you prophetic words today. Um, If just like a couple, Sean, you want to do something with that, like maybe bring up a couple of your team members? And just we're going to prophesy over her because we want her to have prophetic words to take home with her and that she can, and remember, we're pondering on these, we're meditating on these. This is God speaking through his people specifically for you because he has things he wants to tell you. So however you want to do that, Sean's fine.
0: Can I have some second-year CSM students? You know who you are. <laughs> Come on, forward, we We're just gonna, yeah, just a couple of you guys. Come on up.
1: And then, Sean, if I could just interrupt. Um, after they prophesy over this young lady, um, then anybody, like maybe that they have a word for, that they could just do a call out and, and prophesy over some people. And if so I could have
0: some cuts. recent graduates, if you graduated just in just the last two or three quarters of CSSM, Please come on forward. Okay, and I Dave, see you guys like, should I come forward? Or not yes. Yeah. I'm asking you to come forward. Okay. If you're a and, recent graduate. We can't um, have all the graduates just because we'd have like half the room.
1: <laughs> right. Dave and Gail, can you guys come up? Um, I'm trying to think of who else is on the ministry team. Anybody that feels like that they have a word for someone or you've been filling that bubble up today that you want to release a word, you can come up to do that. Anybody on the, yes, Jackie, I knew you'd have something to say. <laughs> um, where is, is Megan in the house? Me? Yep, come on up. God's going to give you something. He, he gives her stuff all the time. So just for you guys, I know Sean's giving instruction, and I don't mean to interrupt, but... <laughs> um, for you guys that I called up, just kind of be looking out there and just see if there's somebody that God highlights and that you can just speak life to in a word over. That'd be awesome.
0: What is that individual? Is there someone that um,
1: like, she's, can you hold? Can you can you stand, please?
0: Hey hey. Okay cool. Can you stand just for a few moments? And I'm gonna have some of these guys just prophesy over you. Um, so I'm gonna ask maybe for about five people of us up standing up here if you feel like. I, I have a word for her. If you feel like there's something on, uh, on her that you want to prophesy over, can I have you guys stand out? Like just come forward one or two steps because like we can't do everyone prophesying over her just because we would be here for hours. But if you do have a word for you, you can give it to her later. But let me ask, let me get five people. So we got one, two, three. Can I have two more? Dave and one more. Yeah. We'll do, Gail. Do you have? Would you wear pants? Why don't you come forward too? We'll, we'll make an exception for six. So why don't you guys come, over, come on down here, and everyone else, you guys, as they're prophesying, you guys kind of know where you're at, just see what Holy Spirit's doing in the room, just tune into Him. Him, look around the room, see if you get some words of knowledge, or some specific words for individuals is really what we feel like God wants to minister today. So as they're going, just look around, see what Holy Spirit's doing, and you guys do the same thing as the other one is, uh, is prophesying over her. So um, what's your name? Connie? Do you want do you come forward coming up can you guys bless Connie this takes like courage to be in a church environment and get you know get get prophetic words from a group of people all at once in front of a larger group of people so this is awesome so Connie you're amazing uh, prophecy is a gift of the Holy Spirit to to encourage, so he's recording that for you. Um, actually, we can just put it on the ground. We don't really need it to, because we're we're through the mic here. So, but this is a recording for you, so you can listen to it later, which is really helpful. But prophecy is going to encourage you. It's something that we we find in Scripture as a gift of the Spirit. Um, so, anytime there's a gift of the Spirit, it actually says in First and Second Corinthians talks a good bit about it, about eagerly desire spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. So how many of you know that when we're prophesying and moving in a spiritual gift, that we're becoming more like our God? We're actually becoming more like him. We're imitating him. And if the number one gift is prophecy as far as the one to to desire, eagerly desire spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy, if that's the number one, I just think God's really encouraging. just, Just the thought. You know what? If God is so encouraging that He's trying to get His goodness into other people through the gift of prophecy, prophesying hope over their life, hope over their future, and so, uh, so as these guys uh, share, there are going to be things that they say about you that wow, it's going to be uh, really encouraging, and some things that you didn't even know God knew about you, and all those things is I don't some things you don't even know about you. And how many of you gotten a word that like you that like someone spoke a word to you, and you weren't you weren't even in that like country of thought, you know, and they spoke a word to you and it just instantly came to life. You didn't even know that you needed to hear that. And so that's one of the things we we just really love about prophecy. So I'm going to let you guys go and I'm going to ask you to short, brief, and powerful just for time's sake. Anyone who has more words for Connie afterwards, please come up and let her know. Um, But I'm going to start with you, Megan. And so go ahead and just kind of pass it down when you're done. Okay.
2: Hi, Connie. (laughs) Hi! <laughs> I'll hug you. I'm okay. a hugger, so you came to the right person. I am too. <laughs> so, um, I see you in this giant living room, and there's a Christmas tree in the corner, and there's presents everywhere that you've bought for others. Like you just, you wrap them perfectly. Everything matches. There's coordination to the flower print and the, and everything on the tree. Like it's this big, huge Christmas party, like a big family. There's, like, a big table, and you've set out all the good china, and you've done all this stuff. That's me. Yeah. And then, there's, <laughs> and then there's Jesus in the corner, and he's got this giant box that he's holding. And you, you look at him, but you don't think that gift's for you. Like, you're going around, and you're taking all the family to their gifts, and you're watching you're them open it, and you're else. taking care of everybody else. But Jesus is standing there, and he's like, Connie, I got this big box for you. I've been chasing you down for years. I really love you, and I really want you to have this big, big gift. So he wants you to take time for you, and to pour into him. It's my time. It's your time. Yeah, exactly. So he's he's ready to take that gift and give it to you. And he wants to he wants you to sit down on the couch, and just have a cup of coffee with him. And he wants to watch you open that gift.
1: (laughs)
3: that's how we should always give prophetic words um so when I looked over at you I saw a butterfly coming out of its cocoon like I just saw the wings kind of unfurl and everything and I felt like what the Lord said is that you went through a time when um you, things felt really good. It was kind of like the feasting time. It was fun and exciting and there's just a lot of good stuff. And then you felt like there's this kind of time of almost like disconnection, like things were starting to feel different or maybe uncomfortable or something. And that was the the cocoon being built around you. He was kind of, he was making a new space. Um, and so I just feel like the Lord is saying that now you have undergone a really um, incredible transformation and it's time for you to go high. You're going to go to new heights. Um, that your wings have been strengthened they're ready to go. Um yeah, you don't have to wait anymore. Um so I just see just this that you've been through an incredible transformation and it's time to fly. And then I was also wondering um do you have maybe like a daughter named Jessica or a family Jennifer. Jennifer. Okay, oh, it was a J. It's close. <laughs> um I just felt like the Lord uh, wanted to let you know that um that she is safe and that she's going to be okay and that um yeah, I just really felt like like he's 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 all over her. He's he's got it.
4: My daughter doesn't. Mm. God. And I've never known how to talk to her about it. Yeah. And um, my my son is angry about it mm. at her because she believes that way. And I don't know how to approach her and I hope Jesus helps me.
3: Yeah. Well I just feel she like he's me, he's you. really all over it. He I just feel the protection of the Lord on her. Wow. Yeah. <laughs>
5: Hi, Connie.
4: Hi.
5: Um, actually, my word, I think, goes right in line with what you were just mentioning. I saw you as a flower, but the flower that comes back year over year over year over year. And the the seasons where the flower is underground before it breaks through the dirt or the, the earth for the next season um, is a time where the Lord is working with you and on you and providing you with what you need to grow for the next season, and I just see as you come back year over year, like his timing is perfect, and I also see it as a strategy of timing for when you need to be able to speak with your daughter. Again, his timing is perfect. He will allow you to come through that earth and through that dirt with his provision and his support and his strategy so that you can bloom right in that situation. And I really believe like what you're wearing today is prophetic <laughs> in the sense of purple and gold and and a representation of his royalty. That's exactly what you are and what you will be and can be to
6: your daughter.
4: Okay? Thank you. Thank you.
6: Hi Connie. Hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> So
4: I just I had feel so blessed today. I you, feel you are. <laughs>
6: <laughs> so I just had this picture of um a cell and um, not like a round cell but um kind of like a nerve cell. Mm-hmm. And I just see like that God's like the nucleus of it and that cell represents you but I also saw do you, how many children do you have too? Two. Um I saw like it was also in a way nerve cells connect different things. Um, and I just ha- had the word um, spiritual neuroplasticity. I don't know if you know what that means, but oh. that but it's a Are really you a I am. Okay. But, <laughs> but I just a neurologist. no. But I just had that that pop into my brain, um, and I just feel like the Lord wants you to know, like, you need to really look at, at what that word means. But it actually means, like, when he makes new routes and new avenues in a way that, like, where there was something that was inhibiting or blocking. Like, God's so magnificent that he creates a way around it all the time. Um, oh, and yeah, and I just really felt like there was other, there were like three people. I think you were one of them that, that was for sure in it, but then other, two other, uh, actually a boy and a girl in it, um, and how God, God just like, yeah, I'm not going to let that go. Like he's oh, like wonderful. the connection between it to make it happen. I tried to,
4: to send Jim Baker's blog or whatever it is to my son and it didn't go through, it failed. So maybe somebody can, you can help send me. Him this one.
7: <laughs> <laughs> What's your middle name?
4: Joy. Joy, ah. Well, I was supposed to be Jay. Uh-huh. After my father, I was supposed to be a boy, and his name was, is, was he's gone, James. And so they were going to name me James, so they named me Jay short because I became girls. I mean, I was a girl. But on my birth certificate, it says joy, so I don't know what it was meant to be. Am I a joy or a Jay?
7: You're a joy.
4: Oh, thank you. You're a
7: joy to the Lord. Do you like to travel?
4: I love to travel.
7: I see you traveling. I saw bags in your hands, and God's going to use you. Do you like to teach?
4: Well, no, I've always, nope. you know, th- this is wonderful today. <laughs> I have never been able to speak in a large group, a small yeah. group. I'm okay one-on-one if it's small, but mm-hmm. I don't feel any nervousness at <laughs> all. God.
1: That's I mean, God. Wonderful. Yes. I that's feel like awesome. a warm,
4: like he's just protecting me and loving um, me right now. That's right,
7: he is. But I, I see um, you being used to teach. Yeah. You're going to start giving truth to others and you're going to travel and you're going to give it truth out. You're uh-huh. not going to just be Goodness. here in the United States. Right. You're going to go abroad. Oh, wow. Yes. Wow. So get ready. <laughs> Go, Get okay, ready. I had my bags packed. And I good. i honestly saw your bags packed. You had really? two bags in both of your hands. I saw oh it in, in what we call in my mind's eye. I saw it in your hands as you were moving up, and I just wanted to know. And you're going to pack up joy, and oh. you're going to take joy to the nations. Oh, my God.
4: Thank, <laughs> <you Lord. laughs> Thank you, Lord. Praise God.
8: Praise God. When you walked up, I... I said, Lord, what are you saying? And as you walked up, I just seen like a light, the Lord's light, upon you, and even down on the ground. And the light of the Lord shines forth from you. And as I was seeking God, he, uh, he brought scripture to me that, uh, where you're planted beside a river of living water, and the trees were, uh, bear much fruit. And I see you bearing much fruit in the days ahead. And I see a, a, it's a new season coming upon you, and a change. And in this new season, it could be much joy, much joy. But because of joy, it's going to change the atmosphere that you walk in, and the
4: fruit will be natural. Oh my goodness! About my mother. My mother passed seven years ago, and she was such a good woman. And she always told every doctor that she ever went to. The first thing she would tell him is, "I was born in Promised Land, and my name is Sunshine, and Thanks that's God. the
6: truth." Wasn't yes. It, that's awesome. And she
4: brought sunshine to everyone. Praise God! That's yeah. awesome. Lord yeah. bless you. For yeah. some reason, you telling me that made me remember. You know. Yeah. God's
8: gotcha. good. Very good. Yeah. So,
0: good job. Thanks, Connie. <laughs> Thanks so much. Thank Thanks so much. Thank wow. So if you guys have more words for Connie, let's just load her up with more words and promises over her life, come on. It doesn't get any more fun than this in the kingdom. Like, so uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have uh, some of our leaders up here uh, give some specific words to some people in the room. So um, this is when you kind of sit up a little bit and you know, make sure you can see you well. Um, but uh, all you guys up here, let's uh, short, brief and powerful. And so I'm gonna give you the mic and I'm trusting you not to preach if you preach, I will take the mic from you because we're here to prophesy. Amen. Okay. So or Megan, do you have a word you guys? Okay. We'll start here. If you guys, if the, if those of you guys who just did it, if you feel like you have a word, just kind of let us know. We'll give you the mic. Of course.
9: Um. So Sandy, um, if you could stand up, Um. I just saw the Lord's grace and beauty just hovering all around you. Just like since kind of we were singing about earlier, and I feel like he, the Lord's saying that he's increasing your kingdom motherly influence. That he's seen your faithfulness in your family, and just that, that quiet heart to love and guide, and he's going to just increase that. I see you in the workplace that there's not going to be any more burden on you, that it's not going to feel like work, but it's what you're already doing, the way you already connect with people, that he's giving you strategic wisdom that when, you, when you're when you just talking with people, you're just going to say things, and you may not even know you said anything, that, but that it's just going to have an impact, that it's going to be the Lord's wisdom for them, that it's going to create, um, I saw, exponential impacts where it's like you have that impact on their life that changes them in a way that's going to influence the lives around them, and um, so, I just bless you with that, and the Lord sees your faithfulness, and He's so pleased with you and your great mom. So, thank you. Okay, there's
2: a person clear back there in the corner with a blue hat trying to hide back there. And the Lord sees you, and um, a lot of times you don't think anybody notices you, but He does and he wants you to know how much he loves you, and he wants you to quit hiding. And he says to come forth out of where you are. He's been calling you for a little while, but you've um, been afraid, so quit being afraid and just let him love you and come out of where you are.
5: And the lady
4: with with hair on top, yeah, you. I saw the word peace hovering all over you. It was kept hovering all over you, and so we declare peace all over, all over you, all around you. We declare the shalom of God all over you. In Jesus' name.
10: There's a young man with a black hat in the second set of, uh, right here with the Yeah, you you're looking at me with the black hat. Can you stand up? Okay. Um, So, do you like to ride motorcycles or dirt bikes or four wheelers? You haven't. Okay. He's been talking about it. Okay. Well, anyway, I I saw you having fun, uh, going on adventures, and I saw you um, reaching people that other people couldn't reach um, for God. Um, sharing his love in a way that only you, that you are uniquely designed to do that. And I also saw you putting together a a puzzle. You were helping people put together the border pieces, and then whenever they didn't know what to do with a certain piece, you knew right where to place it. So I felt like you were going to have wisdom to help point people in the right direction in their lives. So. um. And uh, Paul's wife, I can't remember your name, I'm sorry. Betty. I'm sorry. Is Betty, Amy? Amy sorry. Um, so I had an interesting image of you. You were like flying around like Mary Poppins, and which sounds really fun. But um, uh, what I what I sensed with that was that um, as you that you are soaring to new heights, and that you were also uh, the melody that you carry, the song that you carry, was going to change things around you. So that's all I got. So. And uh, Mike, um, for you, I saw, I had a picture of a, uh, like a, um, you know, like the old time cheerleaders that had, it's kind of like a megaphone, but it wasn't amplified where it was like hooked up electronically. It was just the, you know, the cone shape. And I saw you proclaiming the gospel through that. So it was too many people. And so, yeah. So, all right, bless you with that. Okay, right over here, ZZ
8: Top. With the beard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. When I was looking around, you just really, just like, there's just an aura around you. I just see God's upon you, and specifically, your hands. Um, you know, Jesus is saying, your hands are my hands. I created you in my image and when you lay your hands to things I'm gonna bless what you touch and you're going to be able to build things and you're going to inspire people that you don't even know that you're reaching so all that you lay your hands to know that Jesus is in the middle of that and he's he's touching it because you're touching it you are his son
10: Okay. The guy in the black shirt right here, can you stand up? Yeah. So I saw the word flight over your life. So I was like, man, what, what is that? You know, I was asking God to show me a picture. I saw, I think I saw you in a, an airport, just kind of like waiting. And uh, I just saw, you know, other. You were looking up and waiting for your flight to be called. And on other flights, were kind of being called before you. You get a, you get announced at a delay, and you're like, man, when's my time or whatever. Like, you know, you got these things that you feel like God's like lining up in your life. But you're kind of waiting for them to come to pass and then then i saw you getting on the plane but then other planes are taking off and your plane's just sitting there but god's checking the small things right now and then he's about to line up and then you're just about to soar and then the big things are just going to come to pass in your life really quickly too so
6: yep
11: i was prepared I actually started getting words as soon as I walked in today and just started kind of walking around the room, not even really knowing what was going to happen, obviously. Um, So the very first thing was confirmed through the transition word that um, Sean gave about the storm. And so I heard Holy Spirit say, the storm is not meant for your destruction, but for your promotion. And so what... What God is asking us to do is is a lot of times when storms come in, we start to imagine the negative. We start to partner with the negative, like uh, Cheryl confirmed that. But he wants you to start, imagination can be used either way. He wants you to start imagining how it's promoting you and start just imagining the amazing things that are going to come out of the situations in your life right now. Also, um, I had a word for Ruthann. God wants you to know that a lot of times what you paint is very abstract, but that it speaks so powerfully to the people that see it, and that people's words always choke me up, but that you don't necessarily see the impact that you're having, but it's so powerful. It's so powerful because you're, you're painting from the spirit, but what it's speaking to people's hearts is literally shifting them. They're shifting them. And my mom has one of your paintings hanging over her bed, and it's changed her life. And God wants you to know that. <clears throat> <clears throat> There's a young gentleman way in the back with a white shirt. Uh, can you stand up? You're that's you. Yes. Um, the Lord spoke to me about you, and He said that that you have a pure heart, and that there is such a business a mantle that's coming on you because of that, that he's going to allow you to be able to handle things and have influences in areas that you've never even dreamed about because of the pureness of your heart. And can everyone that has a white shirt stand up right now? You didn't know when you got dressed this morning that uh, white sweater, white shirts, if you can stand up, that word is true of all of you. And I don't know if anyone, anyone that's watching on live stream, white shirt on, when you got up this morning and there's someone named Mark specifically with a white shirt on, um, he wants you guys to know that the levels of influence that you're going into right now because of the pureness of your heart, because you have kept a short list and you've you've um, gone into forgiveness and you've continued to look to him, because of that, he is going to allow you to have influence and affluence in this season like you've never experienced before. And then I just have one for Ian, also known as Joseph. You know, we hear a lot about the Joseph story, but God said the thing that he wanted to highlight over you is that before he was anything, he was a beloved son. And I saw your life like a tapestry, and there's like... I don't, know, I don't know you at all, but you've like done a lot of things that don't really seem to go together, but God is weaving all of those things together in this season, and he wants you to know that the main ingredient is just his favor, because you are such a beloved son, and you are going to see how all that stuff fits like you've never seen before. Because like Cheryl was talking about, people that just feel confused about who they are or where they're going, that God said that you're one of those people, and you're about to see just what his favor can do. Sorry, guys, I just have one more. Um, And this might be like a double whammy for some of you white shirt people, but I just had a word for single parents, moms and dads, if you guys could stand up. All single parents, people that are parenting. So, And anyone on live stream as well, anyone on the media stream. But he just wants you to know that in this season, there's such a refreshing coming to your lives. I heard the word um, respite, that there's going to be such a, a time of just help and... Uh, support like you've never experienced before and that he just wants you to know that he is your provider and that he is your companion and that he is doing things right now behind the scenes that actually in this season are manifesting in in the form of refreshing and respite and all of your needs being provided for you just want to let you know that
7: I, the, the girl with the yellow shirt here next to Amy, could you stand up? What is your first name? Can you say that again? What does that mean? Oh, oh yeah. Um, The Lord, uh, you were really highlighted to me uh, while you were sitting there. Do you like, are you creative at all? because I, I see paintbrushes in your hands, and I see you painting, and, and uh, just like they do up here spiritually, I see you painting, and even if you haven't done that yet, I see you doing it, and to step out in it, because there is an artistic thing on you right now that if you step out in it, um, it's uh, God's going to bless it and move on that. And you've had kind of a heart and you just thought, gosh, you know, I would really like to do that, but um, I just don't know if I should. Do it. Just step out in it and that will uh, come to pass. Um, is there someone here named Rose? Anyone Rose? I have a really good word. Ah, Rose, could you stand up? I got a word for a rose, and uh, Rose, you, f- you felt like you were a thorn in every situation, and God wants you to know that you're not, that you are the rose that he has called you to, to be, you are a sweet fragrance to him, and you, this is a season this year that you're going to start to blossom. You have been a bud right now but this is your year, this is your time, and you are going to unfold some of the things that have been uh, held back from you for many, many years. God is going to bring you forth, and it's going to just open up for you in many areas. So get ready, Rose. This is the, your sweet fragrance year. The Lord, sp-
8: uh, the Lord spoke to me. Uh, I prophesied over your wife yesterday. And, uh, but the Lord spoke to me this morning as we're standing up here, and He said that uh, you're entering a new season, and that uh, He's pulling you out, and that there's uh, much light coming upon you, the glory of God coming down upon you. And uh, I just uh, saw you in the spirit, uh, just a bomb before Him, sitting in couch, whatever you're doing, but just seeking His face because as you do, Revelations is going to come to you and change of the surrounding that you're in. He has a, a planned purpose for the two of you that is awesome. I've, I've seen the spirit, and, uh, but his glory is pouring forth and kindness. I see much kindness coming from me.
0: All right, now for those who didn't get a word, God still loves you. OK, so um, I think we'll just have our ministry teams maybe come forward right now. And I encourage you guys that we're going to be one with the badges on um, any of you guys who feel like you want to stay and pray for people. You're welcome to do that, too. We have one more. All right. Is that OK with you guys? We one more.
5: Thank you. Sorry. Um, there are people in the room that have had fleeting ideas of starting businesses. And I would say within the last year, if that's you, could you stand? awesome. All right, the Lord just wants you to know that he has um, gifted you with influence in all of the areas, the ideas that you have for business, and that it's not fleeting, though it feels like, hmm, that was just a thought. He is breathing life and creativity on those thoughts and ideas, and what I saw was you're holding your hands out, and whatever it is that you're asking for, he's placing that in your hands, and it's multiplying as it, as it hits your hands. So I just release over everyone here the provision and the favor that they need to start their businesses. I release strategy over you to pursue in, in, with his strategy how to make your business successful, how to get it launched, how to navigate relationships how to pursue the right avenues for funding if you need funding. And I just release financial blessing over all of you. And in line with what Jackie said, there is something about a purity of heart that goes hand in hand with these businesses and these ideas that he's given you to launch. Everyone in here that is standing has influence on the business mountain. So I just, just say yes to everything that you're asking for.
0: they more okay. I th- a couple people started walking forward. I'm like, all right, we're going around two and three now. Well, hey, we're going to invite the uh, the ministry teams forward. the one with badges on. I encourage you guys to let some of these folks lay hands and pray for you. If you, I, I, I'll tell you this too, if someone spoke and it really like pricked your heart, even though they weren't praying about, like they weren't prophesying over you, one, you can kind of steal the word. But like, you should just come forward and let them pray for you. Like, let that respond to that. Respond to that that thing that, 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 that the Lord uh, kind of pricked your heart about. So if I could have ministry teams come forward again. They're the other one with badges on. If you need physical healing in your body, bodies today, I have good news for you. God's going to heal you today. The, 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 just how he prophesies, he also heals. So if there's anything going on, we would love an opportunity to, uh, to lay hands and, and, and pray for you. And um, yeah. And so, yeah, I'm just going to pray. And I'll just say this, I, you know, I feel like there's a real kind of father's blessing in the room. And we're not even talking about that but I can't run away from it. And so I just encourage you to come forward. You know, if you feel like I just want to receive a Father's blessing, maybe there's been an absence of that in your life in the natural. Maybe there's been an absence of just a spiritual Father blessing over your life. And I really encourage you guys to come forward. Um, And I'm going to put a couple people on the spot. I'm going to, like, Mark Land right here and Jed and Kevin Costello. Like, if you guys could just... Could you guys come forward just for just for a minute? And and if that's you, if like I you just want a father's blessing, I've gone like I I have done that many times in my life. These are amazing fathers of our house that that they I would love it if you could just come to them and know it takes courage. They're gonna bless you and it's gonna be so, so worth it. So all right so Lord we just thank you for today God we just thank you for this morning Holy Spirit we thank you for what you're what you've done and what you're doing God I just release your peace and your shalom over everyone in this room as we go God as we continue to know you more in Jesus name Amen all right so